Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three CR dot org dot AU, and three CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally, first broadcasting noon till one every Sunday afternoon. Three CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the original inhabitants, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay respects to elders, past, present, and emerging. Thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue, diving deep for the marine news, as they do every Sunday from 11.30 till noon. Catch them live or on podcast. There's lots of ways to get in touch with the program. Um, today, Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender or lots of stuff. And how do you do it? Um, you can email outofthepan855 at gmail.com. You can SMS 61 456-751215. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. Or you can look for the post on Facebook on my page, Sally Goldner, or on Out of the Pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. And, well, it's a mixed show today. And I should point out, as always, that any views I express on the program are my own personal ones, and any co- um, resemblance to views of organisations with which I'm involved, living or dead, is purely coincidental. Well, we're starting at the grassroots today and then sort of building up and I'm joined very um, pleasurably by someone who had only had a five-minute walk to get here and that is the Mayor of the City of Yarra, Danai Balea. Danai, welcome. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Thanks for coming in and, you know, a quick build-up-your-step stroll apparently for you to get here to the 3CR uh, World Media Headquarters as it is. But there's a good reason to have you in because things do happen and need to start at the grassroots, to use a saying. And I can't remember who originally used that, but I like to use it because um, we're here to talk about a project that 3CR, uh, sorry, beg your pardon, that the city of Yarra is initiating for LGBTI seniors. Um, and perhaps tell us about that and perhaps also how did it come about? Yeah, I'm delighted to talk about it. So Yara is setting up, we're trialling for uh, a couple of months, an LGBTI elders social group. We identified that we had an issue here that we needed to support this this section of our community a little bit stronger. Yara has the highest percentage of same-sex couples uh, of any mm-hmm. local government area and we think also the highest percentage of elder same-sex couples. Mm-hmm. Although it's a bit harder to identify because they're probably underrepresented in, in the stats, as you would know, less likely to report. Mm. So we're sort of uh, underestimating and we're sort of working a little bit blind here, which is why we wanted to set up this group to see what support do they want from us, particularly in the aged care space. It's hard to track and they're underrepresented. This is very, very true and it would mm. logically therefore flow through, you know, you know I, I think there's a fair bit of logic in how you represented those stats that trans people, you know, are still going to be there, but not um, reporting in, so to speak. And also, um, you know, then working through people with um, variations of sex characteristics and so on. So, you know, there's definitely a need 
for that. And we're well aware of um, what isolation does for people in any setting, but particularly, of course, where they may face disadvantage. Absolutely. In the city of Yarra, we have the highest percentage, not just in the elder community, the highest percentage of people living alone. So social isolation is a, is a really key issue for us. Yeah, so we're looking to address it. Hmm. And um, now, was there any clues just to, to that isolation factor, I suppose? I just want to clarify that because this is a really important thing and it might help other areas around Melbourne, Victoria, Australia, at least um, perhaps try to get some connection going. Did anything come up um, that sort of gave a bit of an aha moment, so to speak? When we were looking at socialisation, social isolation, sorry, getting my words out there, we've got a huge number of apartments, as you know, in the city of Yarra. Mm. The majority of people live in apartments and and so they're often one-bedders and two-bedders, so that's why we have such a high number of people that live alone. And when we reach out, we find that the things that people want to do, particularly our elders across the community, is social events, sometimes unstructured, sometimes learning events, sometimes uh, just going out and having food events or going for tours and walks and these are the sorts, it doesn't need to be a lot just a little bit of interaction Mm. once a week makes such a difference to mental health and physical health. Oh look, absolutely no no question of that Um, when you think you're the only one like you, when there can be nerves about um, doing things um, all that sort of thing it really is troubling and then you just get a bit of um, support, I call I. I have invented the battery cable, um, you know, sort of theory. You just need some battery cables to plug into once in a while and um, away you go. So, yeah, very, very vital that it happens and um, uh, much needed. So um, what's the, what is the, the sort of plan then um, for, for the group? Let's just drill into some more detail there. Yep, so the Yarra's LGBTI Elders Social Group is really going to be um, an open doors, no agenda group. So it's going to be happening um, every week. Uh, the first one's coming up on Tuesday the 4th of June at 11am and that's happening at our Willow View Centre, which is our centre out the back of Collingwood Town Hall in Abbotsford. Um, a lot of our residents would know it and a lot of our senior residents would know it as a, as a bit of a hub for our senior services. And the group's going to be very open-ended. It's genuinely what what services do you want? What activities do you want? We've got no preordained agenda here as well. Mm. We're just going to go out and say what it is it that you seek. This first meeting happening on Tuesday the 4th of June at 11am is going to be catered as well. So we'll be providing some food because um, we know food's really important. That's it how is. you that's how you get to know your neighbours. You have a little have a little bite to eat and you talk about, about what, what your needs are. So if people want to RSVP, you don't need to. But if you want to RSVP, you can call through to our Willow View Centre on 9205 and I'll give those details over to you Sally um, so you can keep giving it a plug as well but we're really keen at that first meeting to have a discussion about what sort of activities would you like Yarra to be running or supporting you to run and after five weeks if we see that there's a, an ongoing need and ongoing demand maybe Yarra keeps being involved in it maybe the group gets some legs of its own and goes forth and conquers and if we need to keep running it we absolutely will for sure and i mean we we face the challenge you know getting to those isolated people so we've got to look at all forms of media it's great that you're in here today on radio which we know is still a vital connector for many people but um obviously we've got to have a chat to the various local papers and other things in that cover um yarra and surrounds 
And the best way to get the word out is face-to-face and word of mouth. So yeah. if you go out and talk to your friends about it, that's the best way to get into community. We know now uh, the, the local papers are not around and not what they used to be, so we can't rely on that platform anymore. We'll be using social media. We'll be putting it into all of our uh, council buildings. But the best way to get this out is that uh, we share it within the LGBTI community and bring a friend. Bring allies, bring friends. All are welcome. Absolutely. And, of course, we won't be doing any identity policing or <clears throat> any age policing. You know, some people say, oh, well, you've got to be a certain age to be a senior. But we know with lower life expectancy and variations within across the rainbow that we can't be that rigid. Absolutely. All welcome. We've targeted towards LGBTI um, over 60. But as you said, um, it's a broad and diverse community and we're friends and allies, all ages welcome. Yeah, so um, particularly this covers groups like, say, um, come to mind, such as trans men who have had less access to hormones and surgery, may have lower life expectancy, and also bi people where there's been less visibility. And if you are an older bi person, there can be greater um, disconnection. And my strong guess is it would be very parallelish for those with intersex variations as well. And very quickly, City of Yarra was busy on Friday, as lots of people were. International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia, Intersexism and Transphobia. I had a hobbit, and I've got to say it, hobbit season, duck season. Um, Sorry, some of us remember those Warner Brothers cartoons from our childhood. But um, what did City of Yarra get up to? Yeah, on Friday morning, uh, just two days ago, we raised the rainbow flag at Richmond Town Hall. It was our first official flag raising. We've been doing it for a few years now, but we're very excited to do an official flag raising ceremony. Invited our local community, also had our diversity inclusion team and all our staff out the front. And it was just a glorious event. The sun was shining um, and it was really fantastic to raise the rainbow flag together as a community and then have some rainbow vegan cupcakes to celebrate and mark a really important and sometimes sombre day. Well, it is. And I think we have these feelings on a lot of these um, rainbow days, whether it's all of rainbow, such as May 17th or days like Celebrate Bi Day on 23rd of September or trans days like um, 31st of March, trans um, being visibility and remembrance on November 20th. There are these feelings of being together, but we know that we face challenges and it's really important that we get visibility and acknowledgement. So it's really huge. And um, whilst, of course, the opinions on the show are my own, I would acknowledge um, in my role as Transgender Victoria how much tra- diversity training you've been doing with us across the whole team, trying to get every staff member to do stuff and you know, consider angles of how everyone needs to be involved. I'm so proud of our diversity and inclusion team at the City of Yarra. They've been doing amazing work uh, and I'm just I'm just thrilled with everything that they've done. And I said it on Friday and I'll keep saying it, you know, no, no matter the colour of your skin, no matter your, your sexuality, no matter the government of the day in the City of Yarra, you're always going to be safe and welcomed and loved in City of Yarra. Fair enough. All right. And yeah, big thanks, I'll just say, to KD and SH from your diversity team. Um, We won't uh, mention them without their permission, but they do awesome work and keep it rolling. And I've got to say that I know it's 18 months ago, but, um, you know, even for someone like myself, when we went along to various Yarra locations and the yes posters were up, it it just made that boost in a difficult time. So um, we'll still need to keep um, flying along on that. And, yeah. And also, you know, many thanks to all the events that you've supported for Transgender Victoria as well. 
um, you know, acknowledging any interest that I have in that. <laughs> um, I have to, I have to um, do all the accounting for it. So that's Treasurer of Transgender Victoria. So there you go. No, thank you for everything that you do um, for our community. Yarra City Council can't do it on it on our own. We have, we always believe in working in partnership with the community and with community groups. So we don't operate in a vacuum by any means. No, you you can't do it alone, and that's what this is about. Connection. We'll just get that phone number again if people want to. Yep. So phone it's. In. Tuesday the 4th of June at 11am, the phone number is the Willow View Centre 9205 5427. Cool. And actually, I did have one other question of critical importance. It can be challenging to create cohesion, particularly when there's a Richmond-Collingwood match on both teams based in the city of Yarra. Yeah. But how do you do it? <laughs> I'm a Collingwood member and have been for many years. The former mayor was a Richmond member and we are often we often go to the games together. I have to say, now that I've taken on the role of mayor, I love all of our clubs equally. I'll happily go <laughs> I'll happily go see Richmond play, I'll go see Collingwood play, I'll go see Carlton play, and I even go and watch Brisbane play because of the old Fitzroy football club. So I I love them all equally. <laughs> Yeah, well, it shows that whatever our differences, we are all the same. And I noticed we have two things the same. We've both got the same purple-coloured nail polish on, and we'll get a photo of that for social media. (laughs) It's identical. Literally, we've got the same colour going. Rainbow telepathy in Ida Hobbit season. Dunno, thanks so much for coming in on a Sunday. And, yeah, we'll look forward to hearing more about um, the Seniors Connection um, project. Thank you so much for having me. Dunai um, Babalia, the um, head of, uh, the mayor, I should say, of the city of Yarra. I'm overawed by the presence of royalty. Let's have some more um, Yarra-ish music too as um, Dunai leaves the studio. And here's um, Overnight Jones and a very Yarra song, Brunswick Street Girl. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the pan with Sally. This is Rod Stars. What up, this is G1. This is DJ Illinois. And together we are Rebel, Rebel Diaz. Diaz. And whenever we are here, we listen to 855 AM, 3CRD Digital, 3CR.org.au. You already know what it is. Free Radical Radio, let's go. 3CR. Shirley Hood's back with a new show, Second Thoughts, coming to you on Monday, 27th of May, 1 to 2 p.m. on 3CR. See you then. Brrr. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon to one Sunday afternoons. Thanks for your company. Thanks to Dunno Bosler and the Mayor of the City of Yarra for um, coming in on a Sunday. And, well, um, I'm going to do a few things here. Um, first of all, two tracks we've had thus far. Paul Kelly, Leaps and Bounds, a bit of a Yarra-ish song. Um, if you're um, perhaps up on the silos looking over the Yarra and the parklands, Leaps and Bounds, and followed up from a track called by 
um, by Overnight Jones, Brunswick Street Girl, and that was from a compilation album that benefited homeless Melburnians with lots of Melbourneish songs coming in from the cold from many years ago. Um, so many great Australian artists there. Paul Kelly, Crowded House, Weddings, Parties, Anything, The Whitlams, Mark Seymour, Tism, Archie Roach, My Friend, The Chocolate Cake, Things of Stone and Wood, um, Nick Cave and The Bad Seeds, Skyhooks, Colin Hay and Chris Wilson. How good does it get? See if you can still get that somewhere and support a good cause. Well, I'm going to um, do something here. Um, once again, I reiterate that the opinions that I express on this program are my own personal ones and not necessarily those of any organisation with which I'm connected. I'm also going to bring up the number for QLife around the country, one eight hundred one eight four five two seven. 184527 Last night, of course, or yesterday, we had a federal election and the results were far from what was expected, I think is one way to put it, and there is, um, you know, sort of significant, um, well, emotions going from those on the progressive side of politics at the results. Now, let's make it clear, it was a fair electoral process, I will say. There was no um, evidence, of course, of any corruption or anything like that going on. Um, but the results were a shock that the coalition looked like at this stage, um, the highly likely outcome is a minority government and Bill Shorten has conceded. Now, you know, there could have been some temptation to hang off for a bit and, um, you know, wait for more pre-poll type votes to be counted. And I think on that count, I think, sure, no pun intended for once, Bill did the right thing there by just saying, let's um, assume it's done. And look, I think um, it's not likely that Labor would um, even form a minority government, even if all the undecided seats broke in their favour. Um, you know, and given the lay of the independence, they're more likely to go with the coalition. Now, first of all, I want to acknowledge feelings that people have um, about the result. Um, obviously, many 3CR listeners tend more to the progressive end of things, and um, there is a considerable amount, as I say, of disbelief um, going on. And as Molina has emailed in, um, the results in the eight undecided states will determine if Scott Morrison will govern in his own right or be reliant on some part of the crossbench. Now, um, there's various results in the papers today uh, looking like the coalition has 73 seats and they need 76 to get legislation through. Um, 77 would make it even easier once you put in a speaker. Um, of course, 151 seats now, um, an odd number, um, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, 77 would probably make it easier. I don't think they're going to get that. Melina's asked, does the crossbench include the Greens? Well, there is, of course, one Green. Adam Bant's been returned in Melbourne. Um, and um, the crossbench varies now. Um, Andrew Wilkie wouldn't support a coalition government, or I severely doubt that he would on most legislation. Um, but obviously, Bob Cattle would. Um, and then, you know, you've got the sum in the middle. And it's not abundantly, 100% clear where all the independents are. Z Zali Stegall is probably more likely to commit to the coalition. Um, you know, if Karen Phelps gets back, so would she. Um, so it seems that it would be that case. And I think... For the coalition to get an absolute majority, Molina, um, is unlikely, but they do seem to have the support of most of the independents. And in fairness of principle, really it should be the um, grouping that has the largest block of seats that forms the minority government, and I think um, that's the case. But I understand people's feelings, um, as I say, 
and I'm not going to sit here and say I'm 100% grounded and calm and in the in the present moment doing this show at the moment. It's somewhat, obviously, of a shock. So what happened? Well, obviously, I think we can throw every opinion poll down the toilet. They've, you know, in the last federal and two key state elections for large population-sized states, being New South Wales and Victoria, they've been pretty wrong. My personal theory, I have no evidence, it's just a gut instinct, is people don't trust systems and will metaphorically do what they have to do to stick a middle finger in there and won't give honest answers to opinion polls. Others have said, and it's also a reasonable proposition, that um, you know that with the, advent, the loss of landlines, it's harder to get a random sample. So who are we talking to? But I think that's going to have to be a point that is looked at. Um, so again, um, a challenging thing, but it is the reality that it is. Um, other things I'd urge people to do, I would probably be minimising contact with commercial media over the next few days. As someone said, I had a discussion thread going on Facebook last night. Their comment was the gloating from the right and some elements of shock jock media is going to be appalling. And I think that's a fair call um, to say that. Um, so, um, you know, some cynics might say, and not declaring any interest on a community radio station, and it's a good idea to avoid lots of commercial media at the best of times. Um, and these aren't, for progressive people, the best of times. But the hard, cold reality is the result is what it is. Um, first things first, there is there was some tendency for almost some degree of highly emotion, understandably emotional behaviour that came close to panic last night. And I would... Something that did strike me this morning, there was deep concern back in 2004 when the Howard government was re-elected and got a majority in both houses of federal parliament. How were we going to get through? Well, you know, yes, that was around the time of the marriage ban, which was not good, and that was obviously a bad setback for social justice overall in this country, in particular LGBTI. But the thing is, this time is clearly the Senate has a very varied crossbench, and as is the likely outcome, you've got a varied crossbench um, in the lower house as well. And in that sense, um, the idea that we could see regressive Trump-like legislation happen here, and particularly given we are a Westminster system of government where it's got to be house passed by both houses of parliament and yet the governor-general in that sense can't veto, um, give or take. Um, so I think we can keep reasonably calm. There's obviously a sense of disappointment given the high expectations and it will take some time to regroup. Um, obviously, Labor didn't pick up that their policies were a bit too big and a bit too much for a lot of people who are battling. And I think that there is that sense of economic stagnation, if I can use that word in the plain language sense rather than any league, um, economics jargon sense of the word, and people are battling. So the challenge will be for the progressive side is to link that stagnation to social justice issues and communicate it effectively. Yeah, just easy, we'll have that fixed by 5 o'clock Friday. Now, obviously, it's going to be an issue. Um, Melina also says, I'm still optimistic we're going to be a great country after this minor blip into funky fascism. Well, I'm not, I'm, I don't, I'm a little worried at the moment because I always thought of Australia as an, having an ability, as the late writer John O'Grady called it, um, the man who was famous for books like They're a Weird Mob, Australians having an ability to see through phoniness. Well, to some extent, it's true that, yes, people voted, sadly, with um, to some extent, more with their hip pocket. 
um, or just enough to keep the coalition in power. But they've obviously been fooled by spin and hype and dollars. The fact that so much of the minority um, um, party vote went to Clive, Clive Palmer, even though he hasn't been elected, is incredibly worrying. And it now seems that with the combined One Nation and Palmer vote, there's enough of a percentage of votes to counter the fact that the, most of the Greens' second preferences would go to Labor. And so it's a pretty even scenario. But even as one more um, balanced commercial commentator said this morning, you know, who's out of touch with whom? Because, you know, we are, it's very even. Are we a divided country? To some extent, it might be. You know, we've got the proverbial urban progressives. Well, of course, that's a generalisation versus the um, more conservative end. So how do we get um, a, a rejoining and some common ground, an interesting challenge for sure. Um, so not easy. The highlights, well, yes, Tony Abbott, not a part of federal politics anymore, is obviously a highlight from the progressive end. One that's been overlooked is um, the fact that um, um, in the seat of Indi, you've had another independent elected. First time, I think, an independent has followed another independent. Um, so that's quite something and two females, so maybe that is hopefully a little bit of a ray of sunshine or a swallow that might make a summer. But as I say, the fact that there is not going to be a clear majority for the coalition in one or both houses uh, means it is a better scenario than 2004, and it means we could probably hold ground, but obviously there's going to be work to do for all involved. Uh, Bill Shorten didn't resonate with voters. Well, um, not sure what you do about that. Um, could he have done some more? Could he have been, you know, found a way to communicate that was still authentic, yet perhaps a bit more upbeat? Don't know. Anthony Albanese's already put his hand up, um, given Shorten will not recontest the election at a party ballot. Tanya Plibersek considering. Um, you know, I think Albanese's more of a known factor and might have the qualities needed at the time to get Labor back in. Um, but that's obviously for party membership, membership and um, party membership to decide. Um, but I think that people are going to really have to coordinate carefully together over the next three years. And close to home, of course, a worry for trans and gender diverse people, um, given Scott Morrison's record on these issues, um, his very troubling, the gender whisperer comments, um, and perhaps we need to make another run of the T-shirts that benefit parents of gender-diverse children and queer space. But he did make a comment last year where he referred to transgender as nonsense. Now, that is even going, that's going even further. Um, he did quieten off. But on another angle, we had this week the horrendous comments um, the you know obviously predetermined emotion of a morning television presenter, and it shows that the fact that there were so many um, pro-coalition opinion pieces in um, Fairfax media, um, and it doesn't seem like there are any pro-Labor opinion pieces in Murdoch, shows a very worrying trend as well. So we've got the challenges there. It's how we respond to them. And I, I'm not going to sit here and say I've got all the answers, but we've got to start asking questions and very quickly and get back to it. Um, so um, lots of challenges ahead. Um, and just on a humorous note, 
the line of the night on cover it the well let's get rid of actually i'll get rid of the worst moment that i saw of election coverage was where there was a giant red stiletto and tanya plibersek and julie bishop were asked to walk down and stand next to it i mean please let's get rid of condescending patronizing rubbish like that but the humor moment of the coverage of the night went to arthur synodinus on abc who early in the night, while things were still a bit unclear, said let's not have any premature extrapolation. Um, Only on ABC ABC could they say that. Um, So that's why we need um, ABC and community media to give some balance and some wit in a society that seems to be more and more dumbed down. Um, And, you know, there has already been a strong presence on social media this morning of people saying, um, you know, that what's done is done and that we need to look after each other and we do so not just um, get in touch with Q Life, including Switchboard here in Victoria and also Tasmania but on 1800 184527 but do check in with each other check in if people are okay you know obviously there is emotion but it can come up and then people will you know settle back somewhat but we're going to have to stick together as people as well so yeah Um, interesting um, times ahead but not impossible remember in 2007 um, at that point um, we managed to get rid of the Howard era so um, there is a broader range of opinion Um, it's an interesting time that um, there are so many independents and that there is such a spread so I think let's not hit any panic buttons just yet in the meantime Well, um, this one seems appropriate. Midnight Oil from their live album. Originally, the track was on 10987654321. And only the strong 3CR 855am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally. 3CR 855am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR on demand, out of the pan with Sally Firth Broadcasting, noon till one every Sunday afternoon. We'll need um, lots of brave faces, not just a little bit, and we'll definitely have to be only the strong um, in the next three years, but we can, has, can do it. Um, And yeah, um, lots to think about. Well, last week we reported on the um, situation that developed at Hares and Hyenas at 2am on the Saturday morning of the 11th of May. And, well, there's been further developments since. An apology from police, but um, um, unfortunately the police union has has done some interesting things um, as of Thursday afternoon. The head of Victoria's police union... And I'm actually, I might give content warnings here for um, just general um, sort of um, stress and difficulty here. Some of these things um, left me pretty gobsmacked. Um, but the ABC reports that the head of Victoria's police union has said he is, quote, proud of the way officers handled a botched Melbourne raid that left an innocent man with a broken arm and severe shoulder in- injuries. Um, this the police the um, association secret police association secretary Wayne Gatt said he was proud of the police officers involved in the raid quote because they did everything required of them because they announced themselves as police because they spoke to the occupants because they searched the building properly because they called on the suspect multiple times when engaging in in that person before making the arrest end quote. 
engaging in the person. Hmm. Um, well, that's not, of course, what other people have said. And um, and Roland and Crusader from Hares and Honers have said, at no stage did they identify themselves as police and it was possible or impossible to identify them as police. And at least now the investigation will be handled by IBAC, which is more independent, the um, anti-corruption body. Um, the Mr Gatt says the association's members said they made a lawful search and lawful arrest of a suspect. And for that, we don't think we should be apologising. Um, and then he's also said it's never the situation where police want to see anybody injured, but it's always the situation that the community expects our police to do their job and do it well, end quote. Um, and Mr Gatt said those with a view on the case were prejudging without the full facts. Um, well, that may or may not, last one may or may not be true, but he said there is recordings of um, the police and yet they haven't been released as yet. Um, well, look, some years ago on this show, I made some comments about an individual police association um, person and, well, um, they were not appropriate. So I'm going to comment on the issues here. Well, there's, there may be two sides to every story, but how is it that so many other witnesses say there weren't? If there are recordings, get them out there now. I also want to know how long this IBAC investigation will take. It can't um, go on. Um, you know, it can't be go on for too long and or be buried. Um, Luke Cornelius, the Assistant Commissioner, um, um, has said that he was appalled by the extent of Mr Demopoulos's injuries and apologised on behalf of Victoria Police and said, quote, it's very clear to us that police stuffed this one up. What this says to me, and this is my personal opinion, emphasis, emphasis, my personal opinion, is the undue influence that the uh, police union has on Victorian society overall. Um, they're not accountable to anyone. And you'd think for a in inverted commas, militant um, sort of union like that, right-wing media would be all over them. Funnily enough, it's building unions and waterside unions that cop um, hypocritic um, scrutiny from right-wing media, but not the police union. And that's very interesting Gee, it wouldn't be anything to do with the idea that um, without supporting the police union, um, you know, the um, they wouldn't be able to do their clickbait and law and order um, ratings points types and newspaper sale type of beat-ups. Surely not. No, that would be too cynical and sarcastic of me to say that. I think there now needs to be something like a royal commission into the police union because that sort of statement is just, you know, comes across as arrogant and contemptuous and riddled with toxic masculinity, in my opinion. And I think that is a perfectly reasonable opinion. So police union, don't um, try to intimidate anyone for saying that. Uh, I think that really you are not um, people we can rely on. And whilst maybe policing as a whole is not perfect, one wonders how much of an influence the police union has on issues to improve relationships with diverse communities if this is their approach, and there has to be some issues going on. Unfortunately, sometimes it's not helped by a small minority within our own community. I remember once doing, um, being part of an interview um, in about nearly 2010s, and a cisgender gay male said, oh, we have to go easy on this police person because I think he's, I think he's a bit cute or something. Now, I'm not inferring anything about the police officer's sexual orientation, but... 
I think it's time we stopped having cisgender gay males get inferiority complex crushes on other males that stop us analysing behaviour effectively. Um, So a really bad situation. Again, please support hares and hyenas where you can, if you can afford to do so. I think that's really important. And please send all the vibes. But got to say the outpouring of support from the community has been huge. Um, There is a sort of wry what I call a wry smile sense of humour moment whereby um, the um, situation comes up that, um, you know, um, I end up, um, there's people who I normally would never agree with and we're all saying support hairs within the community. As someone said to me during the week, we might disagree within the community, but if anyone is or is, I'll say, seen to be a, attacking one of our own, whether it's directly homophobic or not, we very much stick together. And I suppose that really matters. All right. Um, We've got a couple more things to cover off. Um, Just have a little bit of Savage Garden. And um, it reminds us of, for everyone, what you give is what you get returned. Here's a live version of their track, Affirmation. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the pan with Sally. So I'm here at the school kids strike for climate action with some of the people who are on strike today. Can you tell us your names and how old you are? Uh, so my name's Ivy and I'm 12 years old. My name is Marta and I am 8 years old. My name's Layla and I'm 11 years old. Inequality is at a 70 year high. Our jobs are going offshore, our jobs are being casualised. 40% of us are trapped in insecure work. The richest 1% have more than the 70% of us at the bottom. And workers will stand up and fight. You've never seen a fight before until you back the Australian workers into a corner and tell them they've got no rights. Those workers will fight. 3CR, union issues and workers' struggles. Feed Radical Radio. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 9419-8377. We know you love our 3CR Radical Radio t-shirts and so do we. They're 100% cotton and Australian made and you can get one for just $30. They come in black, dark grey and a cool light grey. To nab one of these beauties, drop into the station at 21 Smith Street or order by phoning 94198377 or you can visit us online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Come on, you know you want one. Three CR eight five five AM three CR digital three CR dot org dot au three CR on demand out of the pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon till one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. Um, just about out of time, but got time to um, talk about a few more um, bits of stuff on the show. The Israel Folau, um well outcome was handed down on Friday, and Israel Folau has been booted out of Rugby Australia. Um, and I'm going to say, of course, and rightly so, because he proves he's not a team player. He's been told many times what Rugby Australia's values are, yet he can't work with them, and he willfully disobeys them. So if he can't work within the values of an employer, then he shouldn't be there. Go, let him go work with his church. 
but rugby rugby Australia is not a church. So um, I think that the Israel Folau case represents the sort of self-entitlement that has sadly taken over in Australia in the last 20 years. Commiserations, of course, on the passing of Bob Hawke. Um, um, some people saying, glad he probably didn't live to see Saturday night. I don't know about that, but, you know, he did remind us of a time where there were policy and social conscience in Australia, um, and that was uh, unequivocally the case. Um, Molina's emailed in a couple more times, just ignore the arrogance of social media as well as including gay liberals. Yeah, this is an issue that our community's got to face. There is a conservative versus progressive divide between the proverbial rich white cis gay men and maybe some cis lesbians and then everyone else. Um, many millennials are angry and pretty apathetic about politics. Well, I'm not so sure about that. I mean, we just heard one of those the um, people involved in climate change. And of course, this year's climate change rally sign winner was things are so bad even the introverts are here. Hello from this introvert. How do we engage people to be interested in politics? Well, you know, there is the challenge. I don't have all the instant answers on that one just yet. Melina's also emailed in um, to add something else to the mix and say that, um, you know, we also have another challenge. Um, the conservative movement must curtail the extremist elements in their ranks. Well, I'd agree with that. Um, Melina is worried about another terrorist attack somewhere where hate will flourish in a dark subculture. Well, yeah, I think it's um, they can at least um, um, sort of perhaps try to curtail the hate, even if they're not being positive and valuing diversity. But I'm not seeing them do it. So challenging stuff. Just to finish on a positive note, um, running rapidly out of time, a great article today on rebuilding La Mama. Now, of course, sadly, um, about a year ago, um, it is virtually to the date. Um, in fact, it is the 19th of May 2018, where sadly La Mama's fabulous theatre was burnt down. But if you go to the um, support lamama.com.au, support La Mama, you can now donate um, by all sorts of means, credit card and other means, um, and check an EFT and many others. And we need to get about $1.25 million from the public and get it quickly. So I'll be certainly hopping online later today um, to do that as well. So, um, yeah, please support that. A great part of our arts. I remember the first show I saw there with the fabulous Nick Wilmot and Rachel Forgaz, um, My Life as a Dyke. Um, what a fantastic show that was. And, of course, there have been great supporters of Queer Theatre. Maybe get someone in to chat about that in future weeks. And I'm sure many arts shows on 3CR will as well. I'd better race out of here and make way for the fabulous crew from Freedom of Species. I nearly actually said curtain up thinking arts going back about five years ago. Hello, John and Carol. And if you're out there, I hope you're doing all right. But of course, it's Freedom of Species, all things animal advocacy on 3CR. Take it out today with Marie Wilson. And well, I suppose it's um, the next show will be next week, but um, there will be another election where we have a chance to change things. That will be next time. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. Thanks to the Mayor of the City of Yarra, Dunai, um, for coming in on today, uh, today's show. I'll, I'm Sally Goldner. I'll catch you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.